Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. So many things are happening in the NFL. Matthew Stafford, more than likely getting a concussion and still playing football. We're really not happy about that. A ludicrous amount of blowouts in the first round of the playoffs. Hopefully the second round is going to be a whole lot better. Uh, We have coaches moving to different locations. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll all retiring at the same time. is kind of wild. We'll talk talk about that a little bit. And then also the Australian Open. I mean, Coco Goff, Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcaraz, Novak Djokovic, all playing, all going to have great matches. Uh, This is going to be a great episode. Let's get started. Church League Podcast, we're back. It's Roman, as always, with James and Corey. How you guys doing? Good, good. All right. <laughs> two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, two in a row. It is two weeks in a row. We can do this. It's good for us. We have done it's, this. We've done it before. Mm-hmm. Much like Jared Goff, he's done it before. And we'll talk about that later. But I yeah. mean, like, um, Corey, how you feeling? Feeling all right. Uh, we did. We, we all went on a family retreat. Um, some skiing, some tubing, a lot of football watching, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, Played some games, family games. Kids yeah. ran around. It was kids yeah. built a fort. I yeah, mean, it was did. great. Um, I did spend a day on the slopes, Harrison and I, and uh, uh, my buddy Sam went with us, and I made it all day without falling, and then went to turn on my skis, and someone fell into me, <laughs> and I fell on my shoulder, and yesterday I coughed, and I think I may have a rib issue. <laughs> That's <laughs> exciting. Try not to laugh. <laughs> it is, um, um, I, but it, totally worth it. I mean, I love to ski. I grew up in the old um, streets of Paoli skiing. The old streets of <laughs> the mean streets of Paoli. Mean streets of Paoli. So when someone's like, "Hey, Wintergreen isn't the best skiing," and I'm like, "Hey, Paoli says hold my Gatorade." <laughs> Paoli is woo, <laughs> but I love it. I mean, I learned how to ski, and yeah, um, I told Harrison he's pretty good at it. I said, "Look, um, this is something that not many people could say they've are able to do." Right. Either they can't find snow, or it's not a cheap hobby. No, so no, it no. is. Um, it is a, a kind of a blessing to be able to say, "Hey, I can ski and go out and do." Well, yeah, it. gotta have so the fun. latest jacket that's full of down and ludicrous colors on the outside. That's how you show how cool so you, you show are. Your style out there on the slopes. It's wild man. I also felt good. Um, I put on a pair of hot pink ski yeah, you pants did. Yeah, that you did. Um, Brian Harrison gave me back in the day. <laughs> I don't know it's over a decade old, and they still mm-hmm. fit. So. That was, they they looked real snazzy. They looked good on. They did. We they? were looking for you from the uh, the tubing area. We're like, where are those pants at? Yeah, I, just, I, I was literally zoom on by, just looking for pink pants. That's I was I was killing it. I wasn't the most ridiculously dressed. An Easter bunny passed me once, and a Ninja Turtle. That's and awesome. I was like you guys go get it. It was very crowded. Um, tubing was exciting. Um, obviously, I don't think it was exciting as skiing. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I heard it that might night. have been. It was a lot. I was thinking like, oh, it's going to be a little kitty event here. Yeah. Like, no, you were blasting down that yeah, hill. We were rolling, dude. Yeah, they said that night um, with the Petersons went later, and he yeah. said he was coming off the end of the course. That's I would have loved to have done what? that. Yeah, he yeah. Went, he like went they had to the like end. put mats down to slow it down, and oh, eventually they dude. just said we yeah, got called. Probably this iced over. It got, I- yeah. got iced over. I, uh, we should have gone back. I know, man. I'm a little upset that we didn't. I would have gone. It was icy. It was fast skiing, um, but it was great. And the the family time, 
We had a great time. We had a little church service there together. Yeah, 29 James, of us. James, so. you crushed it, dude. You did yeah. a great job with the Devo. It was fantastic. Devo up. Hey, shout out to the Ramshers. They do our communion bread here at our church. If you're ever at Bayside Church of Christ, yeah, we have some of the best communion bread. We really do. If you're into that kind of thing. Do you and, think about um, that because we ate uh, saltines? No, I brought the the matzo bread that we had laying around the house because our family will just eat it. And the look on people's faces was so much disappointment. I didn't realize how spoiled I was. <laughs> it was rough. I was like, what is what? I, I don't know if it was forgotten. that or the uh, the grape juice out of shot glasses. It might have been yeah, the delicious that they said. Good old... <laughs> What was the what was the copper kettle that was some were drinking? Little up? mule thing. I had that. That's what I picked up. <laughs> Actually, it's what Lauren picked up. So hey, we can... had what the 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 um, the little vacation home gave us. So what, what are we going to do? Yeah, I mean, hey, we came prepared with the right stuff. We just didn't know we needed it was to bring a good time. I cups. thought it was fantastic. It was um, awesome. All right, so <laughs> we watched a lot of football. We were there. I mean, like I sat on the corner of a couch and watched ludicrous amounts of football. And there were several individuals. One of them. Uh, I want I won't name names, but came in and like you're still there. Yeah, that, that was that I was Renee. That's who was it? Renee? She probably I think did. She was, Honestly, she might have been. Did. I think she came to check your pulse. I, I don't listen. <laughs> that was the reason I went on this vacation. Was that like I didn't plan it? It was great. I wasn't in charge of anything, and I got to sit and watch football, and that's all I wanted to do. I loved it yeah. because you got there a few hours before us. Yeah, um, I got there later because we skied that first day. I stayed in the same corner of that sectional couch, covered up in a blanket. Yeah. And you got a lot more hate than I did. I know. It's wild. <laughs> because you were there just a little bit longer. So I'm but, for it. Um, no regrets. No regrets. All right. So we watched a lot of football. A lot of football yeah. did happen. Um, but before we get into all of those things, tennis is happening. The Australian Open is currently going on. There have been no major upsets or anything as of right now. I watched Yannick Center last night destroy some random French guy that I never heard of. Um, random French guy, De Jong or something like that. Um, but it was—he's looking real good. Uh, we don't necessarily have to make picks, but I'll ask you guys if you guys have one. I'm—I think Yannick Sinner looks better than he ever has. He just beat Djokovic in the Nitto ATP Finals and in the Davis Cup back to back. Both are hard courts. I'm just saying, one of those was indoors, so like that's nah, a little different. But um, it's hard to go against Djokovic, especially at the Australian Open. That's kind of his thing um but i think yannick center can win it all i don't know if you guys have opinions but i'll ask just in case i think it's gonna be Djokovic because there you go it's his because thing why not it's not yeah, just why the, not? not just the australian open winning seems to be his thing right now and mm-hmm. so like i think he's the best currently right now i don't know if he's the greatest of all time but he's the yeah. one he's the best player right now um i'd love to see someone else win i i mean i'm I want to throw up. I'm Coco Golf all day Coco long. Coco Golf is like, fantastic. I mean, yeah, the women's could be exciting to watch too. Um, yeah, we'll see. But um, there's a lot of Americans making it through the first couple rounds. There's always a lot of Americans though. Yeah, I always get excited like, oh wow, look at all these Americans that made it through. And there's twice as many Americans in other countries putting players out there. This is true at a well, mediocre I mean, level. But um, I don't know if I could pick a guy named Sinner and Church League podcast. So I'm going with Djokovic. Yannick. Can we just say you can say Yannick? No, James, yeah. you got a pick. Um, I'm gonna go with Alcatraz. Yes, Carlos Alcaraz, baby. Yeah, Nadal's not there, so let's run with the other Spaniard. Why not? There you go. You know? Oh, it's so frustrating that Nadal's not there. Why is he not there? So he played in Adelaide or Auckland, one of those, and the match that he lost, he had like a small tear in his underwear? stomach muscle mm-hmm. somewhere <laughs> in his underwear. Uh, and he that said, "Wedgie just, finally got him." Just to be safe, like he withdrew from the Australian Open, um, so that he can play he, the rest of the year. He missed a major last year for that, though. Like a uh, like a 
yeah, he had ab like a, or something. Yeah, he had like a big stomach issue or yeah. something. It was something. Is that just from like the torque of like playing tennis? Dude I plays guess? harder than everybody else. Yeah. Um, they talk like so. They're talking about Carlos Alcaraz. The way that they talked about Nadal when he was younger was like, can he actually sustain this for any length of time? Clearly, it's possible. Yeah. Um, Do they train together? So, I mean, yeah. Carlos Alcaraz grew up going to Nadal's academy. Okay. Um, mm. I think his main coach was one of was his uncle. It was Nadal's uncle at one point. Um, I don't know who his coach is now, but yeah. Nadal. I think what happened was he got his drinks out of order, his <laughs> right, and he, he changed his shirt at the wrong time, and then his abs were like he no. forgot to pick the wedgie one time, <laughs> yeah. and just everything was thrown off. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, we'll you know, keep you updated on the Australian Open if you guys care. If you don't, you can mute this section. I don't know. I love tennis. I love watching tennis. Yeah, uh, I think it's a super underrated sport to watch. There's, I think there's just a lot of good moments, especially when it gets close. You get in that fifth set. Both players are just tired and gassed, and like one person hits one better shot than the other, and then that just kind of like changes the whole game. I think it's awesome. Now, the commentating for tennis, it's about as one note as NASCAR. Dude, it's rough, man. <laughs> you got you got basically people that used to be in the sport. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And I get it, but like bring in some bring in some celebs, you know, yeah. bring in some color commentary, make it more interesting. But they also say the word delicious way too many times. Like that <laughs> shot was delicious. And I'm like, can we stop? That's yeah. weird, man. Yeah, that like, is weird. Absolutely not. I don't anyway. Um all right. To the stuff that really matters, the NFL playoffs that happened. Um it was honestly most of the games, in my opinion, were kind of a snooze fest um, yeah. because they were blowouts. Um, it was fun watching the Packers Cowboys with Cowboys fans in the room. It was very. It was. <laughs> it was fun. And those were none of us. No, no. But um, um, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, no, John, John Hernandez. I'm saying yeah. your full name. You came in. You. It was at halftime. You didn't know the score yet. <clears throat> And you waited for the score to pop up, and then you saw it, and you immediately said, nope, I'm leaving. <laughs> and he walked out. It's kind of how Grayson True Cowboys responded. Things, you know what's about to happen. Grayson responded to the Miami game. He did. He came in, looked, and was like, nope, I'm not staying here for it this. It was very – it was really, honestly, really hard for me to not talk any trash in that moment. Yeah. As I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan, Grayson is I'll a, say a he doesn't fan. talk a ton of trash. I he think d- he understands he they're, they're decent, but they're sure. not there yet. Really. I appreciate his fandom. Yeah. Like, because they're not, like, he didn't all of a sudden go, oh, I'm not a Miami fan anymore. Dolphins are straight. He didn't say right. any of that. He just, like, kind of was like, whatever. Well, and he's he's a Miami fan because of Alabama, because of Tua, because of Waddle. He has real reasons to be and a fan. I appreciate it's been that. interesting. I've seen a lot of um, memes the last few days of, like, that Alabama locker room with Mac Jones, Tua, and Hurts. Yeah. And they're like, where are they now? And then, because they're all out of the playoffs, and right. it's like, they're all still starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, they are. Well, Mac Jones wasn't at the end of yeah, the year. But, yeah. So that's a that's a difficult feat to have happen. Right. Well, so, and the knock on Alabama for a long time was that like their defense and their run game carried everything, and so their quarterbacks didn't have to be that good. Yeah. I mean, clearly there was talent there. I mean, honestly, right. to be a starting quarterback at Alabama, you're not, you're not just like some sort of, you know, you're not crap, but... Um, your James, your kids have any like random teams that they seemingly support for no reason, or are they just like they saw they like one guy and they're, that's why they they're like the player team. guys right now. Yeah, uh, like Easton was a uh, Titans fan, Derrick yeah. Henry. Oh yeah, and Derrick Henry's still there. So, but he moved on. He went to uh, the Dolphins now. He likes Tyreek Hill. Oh, there it is. Yeah, and, I like that. And Taylor just bounces around. So yeah, 
They yeah. watch it's YouTube. YouTube's what does it because they can it see does. highlights of individuals and they're like, oh, you know, I don't care about so, anybody else. Well, that's so take, take them in the wayback machine. Let them watch like Larry Bird and some of these old players. I mean, right? You get that's the only way to save some of like the credibility of players who were good when we were younger. That these kids just don't understand. They'll watch li- They'll watch highlights of games while a game is on. I'm like, yeah, guys, you know there's a game yep. on. They're like, oh, what about this? And I was like, that's from 2020. So like, I saw it? somebody was somebody. This was about the NBA, but I think we could also say it for almost any sport. Is that the casual fan now, which is I would say 75 percent, if not 80 percent of fans, probably casual fans, don't actually watch the games. They just watch the highlights and then deduce all of their stuff just from the highlights. And I didn't really consider that until I had seen that pop up, and I was like, oh, I can almost guarantee you, especially with the younger, with kids, that that's mostly accurate yeah. unless they're with, you know, mom, dad watching the game. Well, kids' lives are a series of highlights right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Like, Grayson is watching... Um, he's watching YouTube Fortnite videos. He's playing Fortnite. Yeah. If he had a phone, he'd be doing something else on it too. I mean, right. it's amazing what yeah. they can do, three different things at once. So it's they're not really locked into one of those things all, all at one time. Yeah. And I'm not knocking it by the way. I'm not like I'm not saying that that's the worst thing ever, but I think that it's such a different like growing up for me, the highlights like they didn't come out the first, the next day or it was it was a while and you only saw them on ESPN. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. let me just hop on the computer and watch all these highlights. Yeah, yeah we talked um, about this at the retreat. I said I remember specifically the first time I saw ESPN was yeah. at the Smiths. Ron Smith was watching and walked into the den and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Sports all day long. This is incredible. And it just it blew my mind, right? Um and then the highlights and that was young in my life. Yeah. So highlights have been a thing that we've been feeding on for a long time. If you if we go Packers Cowboys game, right? That game was a blowout. Yeah. Absolutely. It looked closer at the end. If yep. you just watched the highlights, yeah. did it seem like a close game? Yeah, for sure. If you just watched the highlights, it probably it, did. I'm sure it could have seemed like that, but there weren't a lot of really good um Cowboys highlights no. from that game. No. But it was a it was the most disgusting game of all those games as far as rough. like trying yeah. to get it in, interested in it. Yeah. But it, it did end closer than some of the others. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a, so. I mean, if you're just watching highlights, you can really get messed up on what actually happened in the game for sure. Well, yeah. sp- speaking of highlights, so before we get off this, ESPN needs to do a better job. Their it's miserable. I think the uh, what was it Monday morning or Sunday morning we woke up, and there was hundreds of college basketball games, and all we saw was football, like football. the whole time. It was and it was just Cowboys football for the it was most Cowboys part. football. It's what's going to happen with Bill Belichick, <laughs> Patriots, and it's yeah. it's SEC. We watched a whole it's hour Nick of Sports Center, and they did not That's show it. a yeah. single highlight of basketball. They really did not as well. ESPN knows where their bread's buttered, and they don't care about other things as much as they should. Well, that's dumb. They obviously don't care about concussions. Clearly not. Um, We're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to get I'm there. still We're upset. Gonna, We're going to get there. I'm upset. Of the lack of coverage of some things yeah. that mattered in, in football over the weekend. No, oh, absolutely. Um, so we saw Cowboys. We talked. We just talked about Cowboys Packers. It was it was a blowout. If you watch the highlights, don't don't let that fool you. The game was over at halftime, really. Yeah. And the Cowboys are so bad. And the Cow- <laughs> I'm uh, glad that you got to say that, James. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Uh, Bucks Eagles. Um, that was the only game I missed on picks. I was right. disappointed, but at the same time, I was really excited for Baker Mayfield. And I'm not. I've never been a Baker Mayfield fan necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But because I feel like he's just been underestimated, and he plays the underdog well. 
If yeah. you put him in an underdog role, he's much better than yeah. just being the guy. Sure. Right? And they looked good. Their defense looked real good. Well, he said this the most comfortable he's been since he's been in the league is with this team right now. Yeah. The Manning cast had Bruce Arians on. Yeah. And he's he was just, hey, they're going to rush. They're going to keep rushing. Yeah. This isn't going to get any easier. And it was almost like the Eagles didn't get the memo that everyone else was watching saying, right. this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And they just, they look terrible. They're, surely there's going to be some They've looked coaching changes there. For a hot minute. Uh, and by hot minute, I mean like the second half of the season, they looked terrible. Yeah. No AJ Brown, which hurts because I think sure. that hurts your running game more than your pass game. Right. I mean, it hurts the Swift, pass game. Swift didn't look good either. But they they couldn't um, pretend like they were going to be able to run. And they ran for two hundred plus yards on the Bucks the first I mean, game of the Devonta first Smith time they played. Did have one hundred forty eight receiving yards. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. I mean, and but also, that, I mean, obviously, it. I know that like towards the end of that game, there's a lot of free. We're playing prevent defense, so there's a lot of. You know, there's a lot of yards to be gained. He had, in those he had the big moments, plays that kept that game close. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I know. I think. I mean, Jason Kelsey's retiring. I mean, so his final. Well, I'm going to put that in quotes. He told teammates. I mean, I'm pretty confident it's done. He's mad right now. He's angry at this <laughs> point, as he should be. I mean, the team is better than a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the first round of the playoffs. He's been close That's to a better retiring team. They're, before, they're a better though. team than that. This well, has been a conversation for season, him. yes. Yeah. For, for sure. I, but, I mean, I think that if you if you put, and this is obviously on paper, but if you put those two teams on paper right next to each other, and you and they're just they're blind, you take all the names off, you just stats, like the Eagles would probably get picked every time. Now, I'm not saying the Buccaneers are a bad team, but like, it looks like, especially on paper, that the that Philly should win that game nine times out of ten, and they didn't. Yeah. But it's whatever. Well, I mean, in our picks, that was the only one that I I picked a team that wasn't hot in the matchup, right? Or that I felt like um, was going to turn it around. I didn't feel like the Eagles were going to turn it around and get to the Super Bowl, right? But I felt like they weren't going to end the season on a loss to the Buccaneers. Yeah, um, but the Cowboys. For me, I was, I just didn't feel like they were they were going to be able to handle the pressure, and the Packers coming in were hot, right? So I told Sam he was with us on the on the weekend, and I said, "Hey, if the Packers score first, that game stays close. It could, it's going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys respond." Yeah, the Packers scored first and often, and yeah, they did. we got what we got, right? So. The Eagles, I just assumed they were going to be as good at some point this year as they were last year, and it was the first few games of the year. Yeah, no, for sure. It was almost going to be like you, you were thinking it was going to be like a Chiefs setup. You know, like they've been there. They know, let's turn it on now. It's time to kick it in. Well, but the quarterback never matters. It on. I think that's Patrick Mahomes is the reason why the Chiefs can turn it on and still win a Super Bowl this year. Absolutely. I mean, his scrambling ability, and, and he looked he looked like he could figure it out in the moment Yeah, where Hurts isn't there yet, and I don't know if that's just team dynamic. I don't know if he's not the alpha in that sort of the leader in that group. Right. Um, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. They've had the players-only meetings. But, um, but it seems like Mahomes – and winning a couple of Super Bowls gives you that credibility. Sure. I mean, he also. I mean, yeah. He he saved a few of those games with. I mean, a few of those those drives with his legs. Yeah. Um, had a few plays that were kind of wild. I mean, obviously. I mean, we'll go ahead and talk about the Chiefs Dolphins game. Um, I mean, there was the busted helmet. Um, yeah. That was wild. Yeah. The fact that he didn't go into concussion protocol. We're going to talk. A, I'm going to talk a fair amount about that. Well, they got uh, a play, maybe two plays off before they stopped. Right. I mean, he. Yeah, he played. He had two plays with a broken helmet, and which is wild to me. Yeah. That like, I don't. First, of all, I don't know how refs don't well, notice. Finally, that. a ref came up and like pointed. He's like, "Hey, your helmet." I mean, it's <laughs> a bright red helmet he with a giant his. black hole in the middle yeah. of the front of his helmet. Like, what are we doing? It's on the the on field guys. It's not their responsibility. There's so many people watching. <laughs> 
with the NFL now. Sure, but I still don't so, know like, how like they've you... got it, and they can call in. How many plays are changed from New York, as they call it? No, they say, sure. "Hey, yeah, where's Gene from New York? Yeah, we need him." But I mean, I also like I don't know how. Like he had like Patrick Mahomes is gonna touch the ball every single play on offense. Yep. How are they not looking at him? And yeah. I did feel like they did the right thing. They gave him a chance to swap the helmet out. Yeah, they stopped the play clock. Yeah, and so they didn't penalize them for something that wasn't his fault. Sure, but if a player loses the helmet, if a player's helmet is ripped off by another player, they still have to go off the field. Yeah, which is insane. So I, I was sh- shocked that they didn't have to use a timeout or bring in a backup quarterback. Yeah, but it was down on the goal line. It was just it was third down on yeah. the goal line. I mean, it, that would have let me tell you, people would have lost their minds. Now they had to kick a field goal anyway, but like I mean, that was a people would have lost their minds. If if that would have had to have happened, that'd been wild. Well, I think that clearly had to do with the temperature being like sub zero yeah. and then, oh sure, you know, helmet to helmet. And he said the helmet did its job. Yeah, yeah. But um, but the Rodell Helmet Company won that battle. It, they did. Um, Browns Texans was so sad. I mean, I bought a Joe Flacco. Jersey. You wore that Joe Flacco. I was jersey. rocking it, dude. And then back to back pick sixes just ruined. I mean, just completely deflated. He that just game. started chucking those things up. It was rough, man. I mean, <laughs> like last week we were talking about if, if Joe Flacco uh, looks decent in the playoffs, he's gonna he's gonna have to be in the conversation for starting job. Uh, yeah, no. Two two pick pick sixes back to back, and then people are like, "Well, he's who we thought." I mean, our was. episode was literally the new king of the north. I mean, like, it was, <laughs> it's, it was, how quickly things change. Hey, I'm right. My how the turntables. I mean, that was a <laughs> that was a very. I mean, it was sad to watch. Like, yeah. I was really. Wanting Joe Flacco to do well. I mean, he still ended up with what three touchdowns. I mean, it's not like it was bad. I want to. Well, the Eagles, Eagles, and the Browns kind of got in the same situation. They got one dimensional really quick. Yeah, they did. Um, Cowboys got one dimensional really quick. So they the run games were out, and so they're trying to pass. And Hurts trying to pass you back into the the game. You know, Flacco, I thought had the opportunity to because he looked good during the year. But still, it's hard for any quarterback to be that good. Right. To to come in with pass plays nonstop and the defense know it's coming, they're going to stop it. Yeah. They're going to catch you off, off guard once or twice, and that happened two times for, for Flacco in that game. It was, uh, it was sad because I, I wanted to see that story continue, the Browns with Flacco. Yeah. Uh, Bill's, Bill's Steelers, I, I mean, this was one of the better games in yeah. comparison. Um, it just – in my opinion, it just looked like the Bills were the better team the whole way through. Um, yeah. I never doubted whether or not they were going to win that game. Um, well, it's Mason Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you have no faith in, in Mason Rudolph. I still don't know why. I mean, like Najee Harris isn't a terrible running back, but like I never have any faith in him yeah. ever. Um, you knew that two, both teams were going to have to run the ball at least semi decently because of the weather. Yeah, he ran for over a thousand yards again this year. I know, and I like I know he's not a bad yeah. running back, but like I have. I don't know what it is about. I have no faith in him. I have no, I have but way like, too much faith to draft him every year. Yeah, I mean, like it is. I mean, you're gonna have to keep doing that. Like, I don't know what you're gonna do when, like, you, you, I'm what, not gonna draft him. You're not. Year. You're not gonna draft Najee Harris. No. Yeah, all right. I think <laughs> simple as that. No. All right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's now on my Kyle Pitts list. <laughs> Dude, Kyle Pitts. He's Kyle on the Pitts, Pitts list. Freaking well, uh, I thought it was interesting. The story of that game was the snow more than it was the game. Yeah. And the game was interesting. Yeah. It was close. 
But um, they had like three feet of snow that fans were having to walk through to get to their seats. They they were able to clean the field, the parking lot, but fans, guess what? You're going to stand I mean, in fan, it. So I watched the video. This guy, was he was one of the people that got hired for $20 an hour to shovel snow in yeah. the stadium. So like he, you know, did like a TikTok video that like kind of showed the whole process. I mean, they these people are shoveling like through the night, like they did not stop. They had these big slides there pushing the snow down. Yeah, it was onto the field. And they super were, cool. They were trucking it out. Um, yeah, I mean they there was there were, he said there was like fifty people, um, that that shoveled snow through the night. People showed up at like six a.m. And then they had like 300, 400 people shoveling snow. How in, many like heart attacks were there? I mean, Hopefully and they none, still didn't get like, it all cleared out. Was that a? Never mind. They still didn't get it all cleared out. Yeah. No, yeah. they did I mean, not. There were fans standing the entire game. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have an option. <laughs> they had to stand. It like, would have been really a, a boss move. Would have been the Bills knowing where all the um, Steelers tickets were. And <laughs> oh, just yeah. pile it up and just pile in their section full of snow. You just sit like, on the snow drift. It'd be like a, that's a that's a college that's a college game move. I say neither one of those fan bases were afraid of the snow though. No, no, mm-hmm. I don't. I never thought that. Like, I mean. Both teams know what it's like to play in the snow. And, yeah. I mean, it's not like I didn't think that was really going to affect the game that much. The um, Dolphins look like they wanted to go home and get into warm weather. Dude, they showed some warm- photos, or they showed like not photos, but like they would pan to like a Dolphins player sometime, and they just every time they looked so miserable on the sideline. There's a lot of karma there because um, in their home games. They've got the sun facing the opponent's yeah. side all game long, so yep. it's super hot. Yeah, so they they kind of pull that home home field advantage all oh, the time. Absolutely in Miami, but um, yeah, it was tough for them. But uh, and then I think the game of the weekend uh, easily one of the better playoff games that I've watched in a long time was Rams Lions. Yep. Um, that game was incredible. There's a lot to this game that I mean both. Both offenses look good at the same time. Both defenses look good at the same time, pretty much. And then it was just came to the came to the end there. And I think Matthew Stafford was knocked unconscious, and he still looked good-ish while being concussed. I think he got hit by three guys. Um, His lights went out. He was asleep and live. Yes, we're watching that from a television, and we're like, "Yep." And they he's, replayed he's, it. That's a concussion. They replayed it multiple times. Yeah, yep. and it's he like, got stepped on. On the arm and did not even respond. Didn't that. move at all. And then, like a true professional, got up and grabbed his shoulder. Like, oh my shoulder. He's done it which before. he's done before. Yep. And I think there's something to players who know they're hurt in that way to have another injury take the attention away from a concussion. Yep. Um, I was shocked that they didn't stop play and make him go through concussion. They protocol. did stop play before another player. Yeah, that was for Puka Nakua. Yeah, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that at one point he also had some. I mean, he he got rocked a little bit in the in the in the head once. Yeah. But like, it was when they stopped play. This was like maybe a play or two after Matthew Stafford had come off the field and come back on because of his shoulder or whatever. They were like, they stopped play and they were like, hey, we. I thought for sure it was going to be for Matthew Stafford to go through yeah. protocol. And they were like, well, no, Puka Nakua. And he was like, I've already gone through concussion protocol. I'm fine. Which was multiple plays before that even happened. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that was that was so infuriating to see. Stafford was laying on the ground with the fencing posture. His yes. his his hands were in that. And they weren't as bad as Tua's were whenever Tua had right. his, you know, his hands in the fencing posture. But um, they were he, still he had there. all the and mm-hmm. we shouldn't even know these terms, right. but we've seen it so much, mm-hmm. talked about so much that now we're aware. Oh, that's what it is. I mean, we're we're yes. literally um, we're pointing at the screen like that. Oh, he's got a concussion, and 
somehow no one in the NFL on the field or watching the game that does that job had enough sense to say, hey, that that's what it looks like. Well, it's kind of interesting because we listen to you could. Uh, I think it was Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they. I don't know. It's almost like they were directed to not say anything because he yeah. made a little comment, right? Kind of, but he, then they just like act he like made a comment, happened. but not enough to yeah. to kind of call it what it was because I've, I'm I think he was afraid to either put the team in a position where yeah. right. um, they they're starting a player that they know is hurt, or put the NFL in a, uh, probably more the NFL, yeah, put them in a position where or Fox or whoever. But no one. I've been listening for a couple of days now. No one's really talked about it. I'm. I mean, I'm angry. I'm angry because there are individuals like Junior Seau who committed suicide due to issues. Yeah. And after having conversations with a professional in this field, and how much damage that it really does later on in life, like we went to the Dominican Republic. Actually, you know what? I'm going to this week. Send her that fo- that video of Matthew Stafford in his posture, and I want I want to hear her analysis, yeah. um, and then report back, or maybe even have potentially see if I can get her. So we've got a we've got a new mutual friend who works specifically yes. in this industry with the NFL. So I don't want to say her name because I don't want to put her in a bad spot, right? Yes, and and she does she does counseling with this. So there's a lot of confidentiality. Yeah. In so that. the goal is, I mean, if we can get her on to have this conversation, I would love to do that yeah. because she is one of the foremost experts on this specific issue. Yeah. Um, and so, I I mean, after having conversations with her about the damages that it causes later on in life, I mean, she's like, there, there are individuals who literally, like, cannot properly walk. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with, phys- like, it's not because they have bad knees. It's not because they got hit once in the thigh, and it really kind of, me- it's because they got hit in the head too many times. And to see Matthew Stafford this is clearly not the first. There are other videos of him basically having the exact same issue late earlier on in his career. Do the same thing, grab his shoulder, run off because he knows he still wants to play, but like he needs to get over himself a little bit. Well, for the awareness, Stephen, that was surprised me. Like how he came out of just being blacked out to immediately grabbing his arm and running. Do you off. think like, that's the the cleat to the arm? Is what he felt? He probably did. He probably was like, I mean, oh, that that sucks. That, like that, that hurts. Sucks. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it's also. Oh, I I mean surely that's that's got to be ingrained in him. He's got to yeah. he has to have told himself and yeah. practiced not practiced it but like ensured that that's that's his initial reaction. He's been playing football when he comes now out of that. more than he hasn't in his life. Right. And so, so I mean it is who he is. The NFL has failed him though. Uh, you know who who hasn't failed in this conversation? Regular Joe's online. There are a lot of people who yeah. made comments. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who are like, I'm disappointed in the NFL because of this. And also Patrick Mahomes, broken helmet, no at least I check know. in on that. So there were a lot of obvious, obvious things that happened. Mm-hmm. In the, when the lights are the brightest that regular people picked up on and the people who were supposed to that have been talking about it for a full two years now yeah, didn't even make mention of it and still haven't. So... Small people podcasts. People who are out here yeah, talking man. about it. We're not paid by the NFL. I'm not worried if somehow we get shut down for having this conversation. Right. It's wrong. Yeah. Players' health is a priority, and I'm using quote fingers, but it's not because if it's in the right, if it's the right yeah. player at the right time, ratings matter more. Do you think it's any different if that's a week three game versus like a prime? Yes, times? I do. I, I think in a week three game. Yeah. Well, week three. Well, Rams, I'm just saying like regular season versus prime yeah. time playoff. Like, it's probably not prime time. Yeah. He's probably taking a playoff. Um, I can understand third and goal with um, Kansas City. 
It's tough. You know, yeah. he's not showing Mahomes isn't showing any physical symptoms. Yeah. But just the fact that his helmet exploded has to be some kind of player safety no, protocol where at I least agree. they change it out before he plays another play. That's kind of, that's not like someone playing with their helmet off. Right. But it's it's more than somebody playing with a, a regular helmet. There was absolutely. enough impact to your head for your helmet to break. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if you're on a construction site and it's cold outside and your your helmet gets busted, you're taking you're getting a new helmet. Yeah, you're gonna go or OSHA shuts down. down the construction right. site. Absolutely. So who's the who's the one who's the governing body that has enough sense to say, hey, stop, check this out. Yeah. I mean, I it's. Because uh, Stafford's injury wasn't kind of under the pile. We didn't see it. His eyes rolled back in his head. His hands went up in a fencing posture. He was out. He got stepped on. And then he came back to life and then responded. Yeah, well, and also, like, the NFL keeps saying that they've, they're doing all these measures and putting all these people in place to ensure this stuff stops, to ensure that, you know, their player safety is of utmost importance in these very specific situations, right. concussions. They've said it five billion times, and yet here we are having this discussion and seemingly no one's doing anything about a very clear concussion on the field. And it has to be the NFL because yeah. the team, the Rams, aren't going to stop in the most important game of the season to take their player out. And you're not going to let the other team make that decision for you. So the right. teams cannot make the decision for themselves. The NFL has to have some kind of agreed-upon protocol. And you ask, even with players, they said, um, would players rather have low hits or headshots taken out of the game? If you only had one, yeah, and they were saying low hits, they said take Higby the low hits out. lost his legs, and he's got a, a ACL or whatever now. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of hard hits, yeah, and that's were. playoff, playoff football. Yeah. Um, Kyron Williams got hurt. Puka Nakua had his mm -hmm. injury. Yeah. Stafford had his injury. Higby. And the Rams still competed in that game. Yeah. But, man, it was a rough game. And all of the games are rough like that. The cold weather games are different. But that that hit on Higby was dirty. It was rough. It, it was so unnecessary. And you saw Stafford talking to the guy who hit him, yeah. who hit Higby after the fact. Like, you, like he was pointing. Like, you could clearly, he was like, you know that you know you didn't need to do that. Yeah. You know that was unnecessary. It's, if he had his head up, he could have tackled him in the waist. Yeah, it was so it was it was an easy tackle at the waist, but he decided to dive low at his legs, and I hate that. It yeah. Anyway, I think that play and the the tackle where they drop the legs. Yeah, that dro that drop tackle that's going to come out of the game. That has to. There's so many injuries. Oh, like yeah. grab the waist and pull yourself. Yep. Yeah, pull your weight down, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm. I mean, uh, right. So I. I mean, we could. I could talk forever about that because I'm, I'm, it's frustrating. But there are more games coming up. Yeah. Um, we have, and as we talk about these games, we'll make our picks. Um, 49ers Packers. Um, I'll go ahead and start it off. I think the 49ers are are going. I don't. I I think it's going to be closer than what I would like for it to be. I think. Um, but I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I just think defensively, they're the they're they're so good. Yeah, I think um, I think the 49ers defense is even going to be better than they were in the regular season. Yeah, I agree. Because I think Young, um, Bosa, they were playing together, but yeah. they were so far ahead of other teams right. that they didn't really have to play hard. You talk about playoff football, I think they're really going to dominate. I, I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe for the Packers. I, yeah. I pick 49ers as well. Yeah, I got Niners by at least three scores. Oh, well. I don't well, know. I, yeah. yeah, hey, I mean, like, I and I only say that because, I, I mean, the Packers are – Playing well, man. They are. I mean, they're playing well, and they have, and they they mentioned this during the game is that they have their receivers. 
it's it's not like they have the guy that's like you're throwing. They don't have the digs or the Jeffersons that's saying you're throwing me the ball. I you throw me the ball ten times. Like that's what we do here. Yeah. Like all of those guys are like, I just want to win a game. Like I want I want to play in the Super Bowl. And whatever it takes is whatever it takes. Well, that'll be Christian's, love's, love's true test. If yeah. he can handle some defensive pressure from the Niners, then, yeah. you know, he's... It'd be impressive. I don't think yeah. he can, no. but it would be very impressive. Christian Watson looked like that guy for the Packers, but he's been injured so much. And yeah. they've, you know, they've had some guys step up, which is... And Aaron Jones looked great. Yeah, he he's look He looks healthy. Yep. Um, he I don't had know. half the season off. He better be Right. Healthy. So <laughs> if, if Love can run it a little bit, if the Packers can stay in it, it's, they're a competitive team. It's going to be competitive. Right. I just feel like the 49ers are dominant on so many levels. Receivers, yeah. running backs, defense. Even Brock Purdy's looked incredibly good. Their coaching's right. good. It's just going to be really tough. And they've had time to get healthy. Yeah. In no weather. This is in San Fran, so we shouldn't have any weather. Right. Um, but I can see it also being a blowout. So, like, yeah. I'm hoping that yeah. it's not because blowouts suck. Um, all right. Ravens, Texans. Um I, yet again, think this is a no-brainer. I think the Ravens' defense is going to swallow up Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud is going to throw three picks. Like, I think it's going to be pretty gross. Um, I'm not saying that Baltimore's scoring like 45 or whatever, but I don't think the Texans really do much offensively, which is a bold move because C.J. Stroud's very good. They have great receivers, but I just think the Baltimore defense is better all around. Um, Yeah. I agree. Ravens all the way. I think uh, Stroud's definitely going to get humbled in this one. Yeah. They were all over him on that last game, but he's going to be in for a rude awakening here. Absolutely. I think he's going to be a competitor through it. I think I don't think they're going to win. I think the Ravens are going to win. I'm going with the logo conspiracy over everything else. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a purple team and a red team in the yep. Super Bowl. Always. That's just how it goes. And the, the only purple team left is the Ravens. Correct. The Ravens have looked good. Their defense has been great. Um, their Odell Beckham's look good. Yeah, they, they made some good moves. So yep. um, they've got some good running backs. Did they pick up Dalvin Cook? Uh, I haven't looked. I didn't check. I will I check. I think those. they picked up Dalvin Cook. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to make a difference, but they've bolstered that running back, um, you know, the their depth on that. Yeah, he's with Baltimore. So, um, and they've had a week off. Uh, Lamar, is, he's electric. So I think yeah. Stroud is going to play to the end and he's going to play good, but I don't think it's going to be enough. And I've got the Ravens. Yeah. Um, Bucks Lions. Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm. This is my. This is my upset. I think the Bucks are going to be the Lions. I think. I know they look like they could beat anybody. I think what Jared Goff, what his biggest weakness is, is when he he feels pressure and then he becomes a moron. And what the Bucks do best is rush the quarterback. And so if that happens, I think Jared Goff looks terrible. And like as good as his receivers are, I mean, as much as I love Sam Laporta and 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 as good as Amon Ross St. Brown is, if Jared Goff can't throw them the football in any sort of window because he's freaking out because somebody's coming off the edge, like and and the Bucks are good at it. So I think they they throw more more um, players in the backfield to yeah. give them a bigger pocket. I think Montgomery um, tight ends from the Lions I think are going to block better than the Eagles. I don't think Swift sure. did a really good job of blocking. Yeah. Um, I think they've seen it now, and they know. I mean, the problem with the Bucks is you don't know what they're going to throw at you. Right. They'll throw they'll throw an all-out blitz. They'll, th- they'll do a covered zero or whatever. Yeah. Or they'll throw a corner blitz and just leave a guy wide open. And Goff is susceptible to that, but I feel like they've got a week to see that tape and figure it out. 
Um, I think the Lions' defense is hitting hard. Obviously, the Rams felt the brunt of that. Yeah. Um, and Baker Mayfield can make some questionable choices as well. Sure, absolutely. So it's going to be big play. If if Evans catches one of the ones he dropped last game that they didn't need, then it's going to be – I mean, they got right. a lot of big plays from players I'd never heard of with the Buccaneers. I know. They um, had nine so, guys receive, uh, yeah. have a reception. So they're going to – they've got an opportunity. I just feel like the Lions are – man, they're – it's it's a tough team sure. to sort of bet against. For some reason, it seems I, like it's, I agree. it's their year. Not to win it all, but it's their year to do something special. Yeah. I'm going to have to say, I mean, well, just looking at this, the stats here, I mean, the Lions have the Bucks in every stat possible. Yeah. But I think I think Evans is going to have a big game, make up for one of those umpteen drop passes. Baker's just yeah. throwing darts out there. Mm-hmm. I got uh, I got the Bucks advancing. I think nine different receivers – with a reception is that's the sign of a quarterback who's feeling himself. Yeah. Because yeah. that's timing with nine different human beings. Yeah. That's really impressive on the NFL level. And your tight end, uh, Kate Otten had like nine for like 80 or 90 yards. Yeah, man. I mean, he was, I mean, now obviously we're, I think the lions are, I mean, lions defensively are better than Philly has been almost all season. So yeah. like it's, 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 it is different, but I do think that, I don't want to play the Bucks if I'm anybody. I have no desire to play the Buccaneers. I worry about Dan Campbell a little bit because he takes risks, but I think he's not afraid to do what it takes to win. And I don't think he's going to play. He's going to have that team playing scared at all. I thought you were going to say you're afraid that he's going to rub his nose off because <laughs> no. I mean he's he's an eccentric dude, but I think he's going to come in and make the call. And you know he made the right call against the Cowboys, and it didn't work out for. Reasons that were not his fault, right? right? Absolutely, he's made the right calls in situations that are tough on fourth down or on goal yeah. line or two point conversions. He seems to have the um, intestinal fortitude to go for it and make it happen because he knows what it takes to win. Because yeah. he's been a player and he's been a gritty player. I, th- I just feel like he's underestimated because he's not from a coaching tree or whatever right. that people are like, oh, he doesn't know what he's actually doing out there. I think he, <laughs> and he I knows think he more than more the coaches. Than, yep, yeah, he's been great though. I, yeah. I appreciate him as. He's my pick for coach of the year, um, well, but he, he's already in the bu- they're already in the bonus. I mean, they've already exceeded right. everything. I mean, no, I agree. I agree, and it's not even like the Lions were bad last year. But I just think he's really just pushed it to a different level this yeah. year, yeah. Um, especially defensively. It also helps me have Aiden Hutchinson with his stupid eye black above his eye. Um, all right, <laughs> last game, Chiefs Bills. Um, I'm biased as a Chiefs fan, uh, but we've. It looked like we finally could figure out some sort of offense as far as people who could catch the ball. Rice is becoming a legitimate one in that offense. I think McCole Hardeman helps by stretching that out some. You can't just, you know, double everything under. You have to respect McCole Hardeman over the top because of his speed. That doesn't mean that he's, like, phenomenal or anything, but, like, you can't – like, Mahomes can put it where he can catch it. So I um, I think this is going to be the – I. I think this is going to be the best game um, just because I think the Chiefs' defense is better than Patrick Mahomes has ever had, and the Chiefs' offense is worse than Patrick Mahomes has ever had. So, like, I think that evens out a lot with what uh, – it just it makes them more competitive with the Bills as far as what the game will be like. When you say that the worst offense, but they're still ranked ninth in oh, offensive. I know. <laughs> they're st- no, they're they're so good, right? Yeah, well, like, we've talked about it multiple times. It's just yeah, it's with, without not, drop passes, they'd be elite. Yeah. Absolutely right, and so it's not like Mahomes is putting it where they can't catch it, yeah. and so and playoff Mahomes seems to be a different animal than in, than regular season Mahomes. 
which is weird to think about because it's not like he like flips a switch, it seems like, but a little bit. Or maybe his receivers are like, oh, I need to catch the ball now. Um, I mean, even Travis Kelsey had some drops in this last game. Yeah, I was going to save that, but like, I know you're a Chiefs fan, Kelsey fan. I know your wife's a big Swifty. Sure. So um, if Kelsey can, if Kelsey can get it together, which is weird to say, are you worried about that? No, I'm not worried about it. I think that he still had some. He still had some big plays. He still he still made some of the plays that mattered. Um, I, I mean, he's due, right? He's not allowed to drop that many passes. He dropped two or three in this last game. No, he's, I agree. He's consistently dropped passes. And I know it's cold, and I know, but, like, he's elite. He is elite. He is, he is, and yet again, I'm a Chiefs fan, so this is super biased, but he is the best tight end the NFL has ever seen. Stats this year, George Kittle ended up being better than him. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he, they throw 50,000 under routes, so, of course, right. he's getting all the so catches, like, but But he's still a number one pick absolutely. in fantasy because yes. he's so... He's always been their best receiver, and I think right. Rice becoming mm-hmm. the the guy the yeah. last few weeks of the season and into the playoffs. Not that he's, not that he's the go to over Kelsey. Oh, but sure. Kelsey gets so much attention. He does. Uh, but when he gets it thrown to him, he has to catch. He the has, has to, to catch it. You have yeah. to catch it. Now I agree. There were multiple times where I'm like, dude, what are you? How are you? I'm not worried about like him and Mahomes getting upset about it. Like Hurts and. Yeah. Um, um, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, right? Yeah, no. you just you know the personalities maybe aren't getting along. Like they get along, um, but yeah, I was I was wondering about that because he has been. I've never seen him play like that. Yeah, I mean, if he if he just, I mean, if he just even went back just one year and yeah. had two games, or he he has you know three more games where he's just regular Travis Kelsey from a year two right, years right. ago, I think it's. I think the Chiefs cruise into the Super Bowl, right? And so, who'd you pick, James? I didn't catch that. I haven't gone. Uh, this is a tough one. I, I I look for this to be one of the better games. I think. I hope. Right. Um, I know. Just I I don't dislike either one of these teams, but I think I'm gonna have to go Buffalo. I yeah. think uh, Allen's gonna step up. Maybe Diggs have a big game. I, like I said, I mean, I it's not gonna hurt my feelings either way on this one. Right. But uh, I think I'm gonna go Buffalo. I got the Chiefs. I think, um, and I don't think they're that be- that much better. Um, I feel like Mahomes is going to make better decisions than Allen. Allen's big run in the last game was impressive. Yeah, but he could have ended their playoffs. Yeah. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Diggs is impressive, but he makes a big catch, and then what's he do on the sideline of the Steelers? He grabs a water bottle from the Steelers and starts drinking it. He's a fool. He is. Dumb. He's out there playing yeah. like this. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's out there playing pickup ball somewhere. Like be a professional. Keep your head in the game. He is just one of those guys that if he doesn't get fed or doesn't get what he wants, he can kind of tap out for a couple of plays. You can't have that. Right. You can't you just can't give people something to play harder for. Th- those kind of things make me nervous about the Bills. They're just um I don't think they have the discipline that the Chiefs have. And the Chiefs haven't been playing good, but they've been playing mediocre with discipline and still competing at the highest level. Yeah. If they play good with discipline, no one could beat them. Right. Because no, their defense is great. Yep. Yeah. And I never thought I'd be saying that at this point, especially better than the Bills. Right. But the Bills just don't look like they've got. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what it is, but there's something that's just not keeping them focused the way they need to be. Yeah. And that's what this game's going to come down to: one or two big plays. Yeah. The yeah. last one came down to a call, uh, but it was Kadarius Tony. More than I think the NFL wasn't a conspiracy theory. He was offside. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think they're going to. Fix all that stuff, yeah, and the drops and all that. Those things I think are going to go away on this game, 
Yeah. And it's going to be um, Chiefs. Fingers crossed. I sure hope so. Um, all right. We've talked about the NFL for a long time, for a while. Um, and uh, there really aren't a whole lot of other things happening in other coaches. sports. Coaches. I mean, uh, That's right. the only other thing. Uh, coaches would be the only other thing, um, which is, we're, I mean, we're talking about Bill Belichick. We're talking about Jim Harbaugh and... Who else? Yeah, I mean, Saban retired after our last one. Saban did retire. So there's a lot... Um, What's did um, Vrabel go? Is he yeah, Vrabel got, he, fired, he got fired, and then yeah. um, Seahawks. Um, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. He's he's remaining with the team, just not as a coach. Yeah. So there's been a lot of conversations in the past week since we recorded. Right. I don't know. None of those have really come to fruition in any way, so yeah. it's not really a conversation. Um, some of the Harbaugh conversation right now is he's still negotiating a deal with Michigan, right? And literally in that deal says, if I come back, I can't be held accountable for any wrongdoing from when yeah. I was here before. Yeah. Which is insane because he says, hey, we're innocent. But at the same time, just in case we're not, you can't fire me because of these scandals. Right. <laughs> Which is nuts. He has all the leverage. Of course. Um, I think the Chargers have looked into him. Um, Belichick has had an interview with um, Atlanta. I think Harbaugh's got an interview with Atlanta. Yeah. They're going to go – someone's going to make a move on one of those. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the dominoes are going to start falling. The Dallas Cowboys, are they going to keep their – oh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy or not. Is Sirianni going to stay in Philadelphia? There's a lot of conversations. So I think after this next week, it'll be interesting to kind of yeah. look back on that. But it is Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, two of the greatest of all times – yeah, within 24 hours, retiring or losing their position is wild. But um, well, and so Alabama picked up what's his name, DeBerger, DeBoer, DeBoer. Um, <laughs> Did you say it fast and mumble it to say yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. And They also picked up two defensive coordinators, South <laughs> Alabama coordinator and Buffalo, and that's what that's what Washington has done is had yeah. two defensive coordinators mm-hmm. instead of one for all. And I think that's an interesting move. I like that because it's what DeBoer's used to. Mm-hmm. And he's brought in some of his guys. The recruits, they've had some players leave. Florida State's getting a lot of Alabama guys. Yeah. Um, the top, one of the top wide receivers for Alabama was, Texas? was looking at leaving, mm-hmm. um, went to Texas. But the, one of the recruits, oh, one of um, the recruits. He, is, he did an unofficial visit. He came back to meet DeBoer. So yeah. there's some pulling back from some of this. You know, these players, the transfer, transfer portal, that's always a tough one to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the semester change, these players had to make moves. Yeah. Anytime there's a coaching change, they have that extra opportunity. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting for sure. I'm sure Alabama will get some guys from Washington that'll come that way right. too. And Washington ended up with like um, Arizona State's coach, and then they ended yeah. up with Fresno State's coach. I mean, it's interesting to watch the dominoes fall at a different level. But um, but yeah, it, Saban, Belichick. That's man, what a time to be alive to watch sports. With those I two know. coaches, and um, I'm not a, um, um, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm, they're right. the most hated team in Indiana because of, you know, what Brady did to Manning all those years. But, um, right. but Belichick is pretty insane to watch, and it'll be interesting to see him in another on another sideline in a cutoff sweatshirt. Be wild because you know that's what's happening. Yeah, immediately. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that that turns out this week. I'm. I'm, I'm sure that we'll make an attempt to keep you guys updated. Uh, but uh, this week, our draft, um, we're looking at uh, sitcom characters, right? That was what we talked about. I just want to make sure that I said that correctly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I think, who had the first pick last week? You did. It was your birthday, remember? Oh, yeah. Wait, did I? Yeah, you did. I thought I had, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I did. we made a joke about it. Um, so, were you guys going to rock, paper, scissors for who goes first, or 
who has the closest birthday. I don't really know how any of this works. So go again. We we settled it last time. Right. Yeah, last week like this. Mm, no, redo it. Oh, oh, I did three. I, I did. Yeah, my Man. bad. My bad. Wow. There's zero. All right. right. You got so me this James time. Got him. Uh, Corey's second pick, and I'll take up the third pick. I guess, unless you want the third pick, Corey. No, I'll take second. You'll take second. Yeah, All right. Sure. So James, Corey, and then myself. Number one Number coming one. off the board is Kevin from Wonder Years. Oh, sleeper, dude. Is he on there? That is was my starred, starred on my sheet. That no, was mine. buddy. He's not <laughs> hanging around, dude. Wow. That I used to absolutely love that show. I'll still watch it if I can find it. Kevin, Kevin Arnold. It's just yes. It was it was a classic. One of the best shows ever. So did you have a crush on Winnie Cooper? Uh, yeah, I think everybody um, did, right? Yeah, I think everybody did. Yeah, yeah. Nope. No, that was uh, it was. Lower on my list, yeah, because I looked at some, you know, some up to date lists and this and that, but definitely, I mean, well, it's just the life lessons from Kevin there, you yeah. Know? And I, I felt mean, like Kevin, yeah, like you know, you're you're around the neighborhood, you're hanging out with your friends, yeah, you know, you got these awkward moments in teenage years. The Wonder Years is a great, it was also awesome. a great show. In and fact, then the entrance I, was Joe Cocker singing that song, yeah, best man. song ever. Best I entrance need to ever. find that and watch that with my boys. I think it would be... I, I think, think I, if you have a DVD player, I think I have a box set sitting somewhere. It's like a, one of the seasons. I'll buy a DVD player for that. Yeah, it did. It's classic. Man, that stinks. All right, um, so it's my first pick? Yes. I'm going Ron Swanson, Parks and Rec. That's a great pick. He says, there's only one thing I hate more than lying, it's skim milk. <laughs> yeah, fair. Ron Swanson, that uh, Parks and Rec, and I don't want to take there. There could be other, yeah, other people on that show, but um, the the whole idea of having a, uh, a sitcom based in Indiana, there's a lot of there's a lot of humor for me that I got. There's just a lot. It was a great show. I can't wait to introduce my kids to that show. We've been they've been wanting to see The Office. I think maybe Parks and Rec is a safer intro for my kids it at is this age. Sure. It is for sure. But uh, but Ron Swanson for me, um, he's one of He's on my Mount Rushmore sitcoms. Um, all right. So number one for me is um, Hawkeye or from <laughs> MASH, uh, Alan Alda. Uh, I think it's he is one of the most iconic characters just in general on TV of all time, not just comedy. Um uh, Super memorable. I don't know if you guys are big MASH guys, but obviously I just got re- just got done rewatching it with well, Lauren watched it for the first time. But um, he's, I mean, so incredible to be able to ha- be a ca- have a character for eleven seasons with like twenty four episodes in each season and still be funny and still yeah. like make you want to see what he's going to do or say next. Super impressive. Well, I think one long ago you introduced uh, Mash to another uh, nationality as a well, Dominican right? lady on I the did. plane. I did on, on the plane. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> Yep, had it on. I uh, was watching it, and we're on. I had to crawl over this lady. Um, oh, what a story! Um, I had to. I had to be your translator. I had to, for her, and I, I've really struggled with that. But like, was, she was really trying to figure life out, and um, so she was already sitting in the aisle seat. Um, I was in the middle seat, and uh, I was just trying to get in and. I thought she was going to stand up, and she she wasn't. could not. She was not going to stand I up. I don't think she looked she, up. Did she, she was like, no, she did. She was like, just hop over, basically. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, no, I got it. That's my seat. And she was like, yeah, just in Spanish. She was Something. basically saying, go over. And so 
I mean, I don't think my butt touched her nose, but it got real close. Wait, I don't know. I don't think you know how space works on airplanes. Yeah. That not was. A lot of it. She that was, was a sweet rough. lady. She laughed. <laughs> she was at so some nice. things. She was so really nice. nice. She tried to watch Smash. Uh, uh, did you get Spanish subtitles? I or did. No? I got. I didn't. I. I only had English subtitles. I couldn't get the Spanish ones. But uh. she did watch, and there were a couple times where she was like, "Well," um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a. That was wild. Um, all right, so um, Hawkeye, and then um, uh, my second pick is Andy from the uh, from Parks and Rec as well. Uh, I it, my favorite line from him is when uh, there it's I can't remember which season it is, but uh, he's going up the stairs and he had just because um, he had Chris Pratt had just also done Guardians of the Galaxy, and so he had lost like fifty pounds. He was like shredded, and so. Um, they ask him, they're like, hey, what happened? He's like, I just stopped drinking beer. And they're like, that's it? That's all you did differently? He was like, yeah. And like that was his explanation for losing 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was just his, his no beer, uh, which is really funny. Uh, but I think he is one of the funniest characters. He, he is the funniest character on that show for me. Um, he's not the most memorable. I think Ron Swanson is. Yeah. Um, but Andy has so many funny moments that he had to be on the list. Ron Swanson for me is like uh, he resonates in my soul a little bit because I'm yeah, I'm kind of that grumpy old man these days, but Andy by far is the funniest guy on that show. Yeah. Um it's funny. We we had a chance to take Mash away from him. Yeah. A couple. Thank you for not doing that. That would have been We a knew where he was going, then. but we're not savages. I appreciate um, that. But um Michael Scott. Oh, I that was going to be it and I didn't want to take <laughs> I mean, it from you. Michael Scott um, he says uh, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Michael Scott, Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Um, just the whole the whole office. Um, yeah, sitcom. I mean, it's incredible. And he, he, if you look at top lists, and he's he's at the top of all the lists, it yeah. seems. Um, but you know, I like I like a lot of other characters. It's a lot like Parks and Rec, but for me, um, the office isn't the office without. Um, Pete Carell, right? So, um, so Michael Scott just Steve Carell, Steve Carell. Sorry, Pete Carroll. We were talking about <laughs> football a minute ago, um, but um, yeah, Michael Scott um, for sure. So that's my second pick. It's a great pick. The fact that he made it second round is wild. I was sitting here, but also I will say I wasn't going to take Michael Scott from you. He was on you my list. No, I've no, got I, sixteen I on my yeah, list. I won't be that guy though. But like I know, I was like try your fortieth birthday was. An office themed party, correct? We have yeah, the office so, board game. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Um, you have to you have to get to different places in the office and put um, get, get a character, I guess, or get some kind of token. And then the last one, you have to you have to get a. That's what she said in there. Absolutely. Um, so um, it's it's an interesting one for sure. All right, what do we got? Number two here for me. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Feeney. Dude, no way. Yes. <laughs> no way did Man. you just take Mr. Feeney. Taking, oh the, taking the kicker early, dude. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, I thought I had that. Boy I'm loving this. world, dude. Got a, oh. the life lessons from good old Feenster. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> whatever. You guys do. I'm done. You guys are. I'm out. You guys do whatever you want. No. That's freaking wild. 
Mr. Fiend. No, go ahead. Dude. Get in your bag. You're no, going to have please. to dig what, deep. What else you got? Please ruin it. Ruin <laughs> the Boy Meets the World's one of my favorite. It was classic. No. Topanga is another incredible. one of those they always had sitcom the, crushes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. That's wild. And uh, yeah, Mr. Feeney was always laying the law down on, uh, what's the kid's name? Sean. Yeah, dude. Um, his buddy there. Yeah. Classic, dude. Mr. Feeney was the best. Freaking outrageous. Man, James. I love you. That's awesome. Wow. No, please. Take that. What else you got? Mr. Feeney's an incredible pick. Like, he deserved to be there. So. And I got another one. You get two. Yeah, go ahead. Ruin the rest of my <laughs> Let me see your list then. Yeah, well. Uh, my next one is going to go to Jerry from Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld's a classic for me. Yeah. I love, I've seen every episode a thousand times. Just the humor. Yeah. I'm a big comedy guy, so. Yeah. It's good stuff. I don't even know what to do in my life right now. Those are great picks. Those are great picks. I cannot, I'm so shocked. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, man. I'm going to pick, a, I'm picking um, Lucille Ball. Mm. Yeah, that's um, a great pick. And the I Love Lucy series was the most watched for six seasons. Her and Desi were actual husband and wife, and they're the first TV industry millionaires. Yeah. So, I mean, her, she's she's an icon from yeah. that show. But um, and I watched a lot of I Love Lucy growing up. I watched I watched a lot of TV growing yeah. up. Um, but for some reason, if I'm thinking about the greatest. Um, f- for me, um, it's hard not to mention Lu- Lucille Ball. So, oh yeah, um, you didn't get upset over that one. I didn't. I mean, Lucille Ball was <laughs> there's there. respect there. Lucille Ball, there's a lot of respect there. It's like talking about women country music and not mentioning Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, she's for sure. Yeah, so Lucille Ball. Hang on, that. What was the what halftime show did she do? Was it Thanksgiving? That was like. Mm. Yeah, she had like hold Dolly the stage Parton, the whole time. Not, not Lucille Ball. Not Lucille Ball. Dolly <laughs> Parton. She had like hold the stage the whole time. That was <laughs> heck of a move from Lucille Ball. Was, it was a Tennessee game. Was it a Tennessee game? Yeah. Yeah. It was. You were like, oh, God. no. She came out dressed like a Dallas Cowboy. It was. Yeah. Was it Tennessee Dallas? Oh uh, well, no. I saw. I saw no, her in no, a t- no. Tennessee Volunteer game this oh. year, and yeah, she, she was did. like, yeah. she did that. But then she did it. She came out dressed like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Yeah, a Dallas Cowgirl. Is that what they? Is that what they're? I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, my. My third pick is going to go to um, one that I don't think is going to be on your all's list. I just need him to be put higher than normal, and that's um, Abed from Community. Uh, Community is my favorite show of all time. Uh, he is. <laughs> I knew Mash and Community were coming off the board. <laughs> right. I mean, like I got I got shelves dedicated to Community. Um, they it's it is my favorite TV show ever. Uh, we I, may or may not have done an entire year of church themed Community. Because I saw, it. I mean, like I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend like that's not where it came from, but like, um, spoiler I just, alert, he is he is a super iconic character. The, the I don't necessarily know that there's just one that's funnier than all the other ones, as much as just the cast itself was just so good. Uh, but Abed is probably the most iconic out of all of them. Danny Pudi does a good job. None of you all would know who I think that is. Um, some of the characters in the show are Chevy Chase, Ken Jeong. Okay. Um, yeah. Before that, it sounded like just... Right. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Joel McHale <laughs> from <laughs> The Soup, I think. It's, okay. a, it's yeah, another series of like The Office, Parks and Rec, it, yeah, Community. All, they all kind of have that same kind of yes. guideline for a show. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, my fourth pick has got to be Dwight Schrute. Um, That's a good one. He yeah. is... He, I mean, if... If it was, if Michael Scott isn't, if Michael Scott is the most iconic, I would say Dwight Schrute is the funniest. Yeah, um, because of his antics and who he is, and Rain Wilson does an incredible job 
with him as a character. Uh, when when you put them two together in scenes, it's, oh, it's, it's wild, gold. dude. I mean, yes. like, it's so good. Yeah. And you look at the cast. You look at the individuals who auditioned for that that specific role. I'm so glad that he's the one that got it. Yeah. I mean, I think he made it what what it was, and no one could have done it better. But obviously, we're looking at him starting the fire in the building. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's, that is so funny. He didn't start the fire. It was the cheesy pita that started right. the fire. It was Ryan's cheesy pita. Well, uh, get, yeah. Get uh, the facts straight, folks. Hey, that that show is incredible. Uh, yeah. You know. Jim and Pam for me, you know, Laura Beth and I love Jim and Pam in that ep- in that show. We're not yeah. even mentioning Jim or Pam as top, right? But because Dwight was just so stinking funny, so stinking funny. Oh, there's still picks left. All right, <laughs> <laughs> take Feeny early, I guess. Um, Corey, please. <laughs> okay, um, man, if I've got to go, for me personally, it's um, Bo Duke from Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, okay. Bo and Luke Duke. It's a great pick, but Bo Duke. Um, man, the Dukes of Hazard. I watched that show all the time, and um, you know, I was a car guy in high school. Um, old vehicles, so like, oh yeah, me and my cousin Troy, we watched a lot of uh, Dukes of Hazard. Um, he was a Mopar guy, so he had a Dodge Dart. It wasn't a, a Charger, yeah. Challenger or anything, but um, he had a Dodge Dart, and boy, we watched the mess out of some. Some Dukes of Hazard. So, oh yeah, it was, a, it was a good show for me. It it, it felt like, um, you know how I grew up. That's a, no, that's popping a, hills and and kind of staying out of trouble. You know, um, <laughs> that's kind of you know. So it's it's one of those shows you can't talk about these days for some reason. But uh, but you know, Dukes of Hazard, Bo Duke. That was my third pick. It's a great pick, James. Your last two. My l- next pick is going to Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, similar to Seinfeld, it's just a show about uh, just Larry David facing constant annoyances in his life, which you know you can find comedy in a lot of those situations. It's For good sure, stuff. yeah. Uh, next pick is going to this is a tough one. I don't know what to do here. Last pick is going. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I know. I've got five or six. I don't know if I want to give him the cred, but I'm gonna go with Will Smith and Fresh Prince. Okay, that was on my list. That's a good pick. Yeah, if he just wouldn't slap people, I'd be cool with it. But, you know, it was classic, you know. I actually, instead of Mr. Feeney, I thought about doing uh, Uncle Phil. Yeah. But I related a little bit more to uh, Mr. Feeney's life lessons than yeah. Uncle Phil's. So yeah. there's that. Uncle Phil's a, is a good one in that. Rest in peace. I had him. Um, Carlton was yeah. a good one. Um, right. But Will Smith's the guy in that. Yeah, he I mean, is. I mean, you get you talk about Fresh Prince, and everyone knows the theme song. I mean, yeah, facts. So of life, facts of life. Is this my last one. This is your last one. Um, man, I wish we could. We can just throw out a few at the end. Hour. Yeah, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw out a few at the end, but um, I'm going with Angus MacGyver. Ooh, hold on, MacGyver. MacGyver. Do you know his name? Angus, Angus? MacGyver. Yeah. I didn't know the first yeah. name. I forgot about that. That was yeah. a amazing. MacGyver. Show. Yep. Um, just love that show. Gosh. Even um, there's been a spinoff of comedy, MacGruber. You know, they did the whole thing with oh, was yeah. that SNL or something like that. They did a whole oh, yes. series of skits. MacGruber. But um, MacGyver's one of those shows. Uh, you know, if you got to get an action show in there, and I like comedies, but um, MacGyver, Magnum P.I., there were some really cool shows. Knight Rider, there's some really cool shows when I was a kid. But MacGyver, he always had a way to kind of figure things out with like that a Swiss Army and yeah, bubblegum. Yeah, know, he'd right. have like a, you know, a paper clip and a. Yeah, Some tinfoil and figure it out. So. Never used a weapon, but no, got so many questionable it. situations. MacGyver. So that was a good one. I forgot about that. 
Um, all right, I guess my last one is going to go with Rose yeah. from Golden Girls. Um, I, I almost took that one, this right. last pick. It was between her and Sophia. Yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. Sophia's I mean, hilarious. That whole show doesn't get the credit it deserves, by the way. I'm so glad um, Golden Girls is on the list. Thank yes. you. No, I mean, it is a... I mean, it's a show I grew up watching. Um, it was not gonna not make the list. There's no way. I, yeah. I, I even if I, mean, I had that was the one I was gonna pick regardless. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Betty White did such an incredible job being like th- not the smartest human being, but also like having her moments. Yeah. Um, but that was I, that cast was yet again. It was also like the cast just so good. The writing was so good. Yep. I mean, it was just it was impressive. Yep. For what it was like, it would. I think that if you took that and you put it in today, yep. it would still yeah. be just as funny, which is super impressive. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, just watching and how the they did the character development with such a sort of a closed group of characters, right? It's just ladies. The scenarios can't get that far outreaching, but they right. just did a really great job of keeping you keeping you in. Um, yeah, Sophia, I thought just really kept mm-hmm. everybody. T- Oh yeah, she's just so funny. Well, and, and somehow I never got to discuss it with Blanche, even though she clearly was just like, right. Betty White is hard to say a, a negative thing about. I she's know she's an icon. I know. And um, so it that's awesome. Um, I had a couple. If we can, please keep talking. Please, um, man, Joey Tribbiani. He was next on the list for me. It was between him and Betty, and I was like, I got it. I I had him on my list. Had Tim Allen. I'm a big Tool Time fan. Yeah. Oh oh, yeah. Um, uh, Gary Coleman with Arnold Jackson with different strokes. What you talk about, Willis? Oh yeah, Um, George Jefferson and Family Ties. Alex B. Keaton. Yeah, Um, that's Michael J. Fox. Um, just a great character. There were some eighties, nineties sitcoms. Family Ties. Michael P. Keaton. The last. Okay. Yeah. So there were a lot of family sort of oriented, wholesome, wholesome stuff. Wonder years. They don't make shows like that anymore. Uh, But uh, there were a lot back in the day that um, you know, Boy Meets World. I feel like was a wholesome sort of thing as well. So that was some Friday night classics there. And then one of my maybe my mash moment. Like if I had a sitcom that I watched, that people were like, "What you watch that?" Was Sanford, Sanford and Son? Oh, dude, yes, Fred Sanford, Fred Sanford, dude, man, he almost made the list. You big dummy, you big. I love him. I'm gonna go to the car and get my bud nippers, <laughs> so I come in here nipping in the bud. I love him, <laughs> and I and did not even mention um, Andy Griffith. No, not one time. No, so I mean, there's some some really great Don shows. Knotts, dude. Yeah, Don stinking Knotts. Yeah. Um, if we went to your parents and we said, "Hey, what's your favorite sitcom?" Um, my dad was Andy Griffith. Waltons, yeah, for my my mom and dad for sure. Um, right, but there were a lot of cartoon sitcoms. The Simpsons, Homer is Simpson a, is the one, is a number one on a fair amount of lists yeah. as well. I thought about um, that. Was that considered a sitcom though? Being that yeah. it was like well, a sitcom is basically a situational comedy, so yeah. that's what it stands for. Yeah. So I, mean, I didn't want to go character stuff. Like that's yeah. true. So there were a lot of cartoon based ones, but I like the real life ones yeah, in this I conversation. Mean, yeah, I mean, I could have said, man, there were so many. Hey, um, let us know. We had a couple people trying to call in, give them, give us their, we did, um, we did. <laughs> give us their picks. But um, I know we got some picks out there for sure. Uh, it would be interesting to see what our our true fans, the fans that text us, those are the true fans. Yeah, we want to know. They say. You, we're talking to you specifically right now. <laughs> Send a text. You three people. You and the the guy from Bolivia. <laughs> and we apologize for all of our fans. Bolivia, we have a Bolivia. Belgium, Belgium. Same oh, thing. We oh, apologize okay. for all. We have. It's a, not the same. 
all of our international fans we may have lost for our <laughs> yeah. hiatus. But um, yeah, this was I always like. I mean, I, I love TV, um, so I love talking about that kind of stuff in general. Uh, we'll see how the uh, the playoffs go. We'll see how coaches coaching stuff shakes out. Um, hopefully, there'll be more things to talk about in college basketball NBA or the NBA too, stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe Caitlin Clark will do another like half court and one turnaround before the ball even goes in. Right. I mean, Indiana um, Purdue played last night, and that's all I have to say about that. Fat L for Indiana. Um, <laughs> it's going to be one of those years. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, uh, thanks for joining us this week, and uh, we look forward to being with you next week. Have a good one.